0: Good morning everyone. Thank you for joining our webinar on uh, real-time visibility. So uh, my name is Guy Yedwa. I'm VP of Sales and Marketing for Explore Analytics. And today I'm going to walk through uh, uh, how Explore Analytics can really help you get a new level of visibility um, to, you know, management, uh, decision makers throughout your organization Uh, in a way that really no other approach can get you. Uh, My background is before I was at Explore Analytics, I was a consultant in the IT service management space, Uh, a lot of time with ServiceNow as well as with other uh, IT service management solutions. And one of the things that I I observed a lot was that uh, frequently uh, there's a sense throughout organizations of managing in the dark. And where you can tell that, that people are managing in the dark is when you hear things like, um, you know I'm requesting reports and it takes me days to get responses or managers saying, you know I have members of my staff or I'm spending hours building the same reports each week in Excel uh, you know I want to build a report, but you know the project required to get the reports is cumbersome it's difficult, and so it's not worth it for me to spend the time to get the data um, you know there's a lot of tools and yet people are still experiencing this sense of managing in the dark. And often that winds up being expressed as we need better visibility, even if people don't know exactly what will get them better visibility. So with Explore Analytics, we want to be able to answer all of these kinds of issues uh, and not only be able to say, hey, we can generate this report, but get it in a way that's quick and is easy so that managers really feel that they do have the visibility that they need. So when people are talking about visibility, they really mean a, a couple of different things. The first is that they want answers to their questions quickly. If it takes you know, weeks to be able to connect to the relevant data, then it's not really visibility. If the data is you know, stale and out of date, then they're not really feeling that they're getting the visibility that they need. Um, for or especially, you know, as technology has moved forward, uh, visibility means getting your hands on the data you want at the time that you want it to be able to make a, a quick decision in real time the second part of visibility is empowering every user i think when When a manager feels that they're reliant on someone to go and do a bunch of manual work to the data, or when they feel that it requires a project you know with with developers to get the the report that they need, it doesn't feel like visibility because they're still beholden to you know large amounts of effort, whether it's manual effort or coding effort to to get the information that they need. So if you want to give true visibility to your managers, you need to give them the sense that, that the data is real time. It's, it's something that they can put their hands on and dig into further themselves um, so that when they have a follow-up question, they can immediately get answers rather than, you know, kicking off the process again. And the third is that it needs to be able to drive improved behavior. It needs the, the data needs to follow users to where they work. It needs to be something that's very interactive and very actionable so that it's not just information, it's something that, that can actually uh, can can influence the world of the people who's working on it. So if your reporting processes right now aren't answering these three areas, then your your managers, your decision-makers, your stakeholders are still going to feel that they don't have visibility, even if you are turning around certain reports they're asking for. So, Explore Analytics is really built to address that and and give true visibility into those areas. Um, the, The goal is that Explore Analytics is interactive reporting that any user can use. What we mean by that is it doesn't require coding or scripting. It doesn't require, you know, knowing of SQL or knowing how to build, you know, data models. It's really just drag and drops and drop downs so that you can put it in the hands of people who are able to, uh, who are able to understand the data and allow them to build reports themselves. Similarly, uh, real-time uh, as well as trended data, you know, to be able to give true visibility, people need to be able to um, to really see the data up to the minute or be able to get that historical trend, you know, and, and be able to do that again in a way that doesn't require a huge amount of uh, deployment or, or issues like that. You know, it, it, the the idea of visibility is really allowing people to get their hands on the data at the time that they need it. And then, you know, being able to get Explore Analytics in your environment within minutes. You know, the vast majority of our customers in less than an hour have been able to be looking at live reports in production so that it's not something that requires a project, not something that requires, you know, a a huge headache and a huge lift and load technically, means that you can be getting that visibility within minutes uh, because it's all deployed as software uh, as a service. It's available through web, mobile, and tablet, and it doesn't require things to be, you know, installed and 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 really built. We're really automating the process of rolling this out. And specific to IT service management, we have a few pre-built applications with reports and dashboards that can get you started even faster. Um, looking at things that that other customers have found useful and and uh, you know best practices in the field. So the goal of all this is that Explore Analytics can really hit those three areas of visibility that we talked about uh, in a way that doesn't require a huge, a huge uh, investment of time or cost uh, to get it, it stood up. Part of the reason is because we connect to that data live. So when folks want that visibility quickly, uh, it it doesn't take weeks or months to deploy it. There's no integration or data modeling. We automatically discover the way your data is configured without you having to do anything. And we make it very easy for you to combine data across multiple data sources so that you can throw in data from spreadsheets or from SQL databases, you know, from ServiceNow and really bring it together in a way that's easy uh, and allows you to put multiple pieces of data together. The reason is because we take a very different approach from the typical reporting, uh, uh, advanced reporting solutions that are out there. The typical way that you'll see the kind of old approach to reporting looks something like this. You have, you know, some sort of data being exported from all the sources of data that you want to report against into a warehouse or into a series of spreadsheets that you can manually manipulate. And then you have a report writer who's typically uh, trained um, you know, technical uh, person who's building a data warehouse or a data model or joining together multiple spreadsheets manually, and then publishing that report to the managers and the stakeholders. But in this scenario, if the re- the consumer of this report wants to see something different or see it in a different way, you might have to change the integrations that are feeding the, the the batch jobs. You might need to change the data model. And it's something that's very brittle. It's something that's very that requires a lot of maintenance and effort both to create it and then to maintain it. So you don't really get that sense of end-to-end visibility because there's a lot of effort, a lot of overhead, and, uh, and it's often very inflexible for the people who are consuming the reports. So our goal is with Explore Analytics, we have this cloud solution that connects to various data sources with uh, li- live queries using standard drivers. So if you're using ServiceNow, you load a report. We re- query ServiceNow, present to that, u- that to the user immediately. We run a query to a SQL database with your, uh, you know, say your event management system or information from your financial system and show that to the user live, you know, the data that they need across any of the tables that are available uh, to the integration, uh, you know, live. And you don't have to model anything. We're detecting how those data sources are built themselves. This allows you to be very agile. Setting up each one of these connections can be uh, a few minutes. It's also very secure. When we run the queries to a system like ServiceNow, we run it on behalf of the user. So they're automatically being filtered based on, any access control security you've implemented based on, you get my tasks or get my works, you know, the the ways that you want to present only the data that's relevant to those users. Once we've connected to those different sources of data, we want to then empower every user to be able to build those reports. Making the reports easy to build and not require advanced training or SQL or coding means that you're not going to have reporting bottlenecks. You're not going to have, you know, a queue of reports that have been requested because you're waiting for the trained users to be able to build them. Instead, it's just a few clicks away from getting that exact report. And taking that even further, the viewer, the stakeholder or manager who receives the report gets a report, you know, similar to this example that has, you know, drag and drop uh, timeline scales or, or controls in the, in the header. So that even as a viewer of the report, you're seeing something that's live and rich and interactive so that the user can feel very empowered. And I'll show some of those examples in the live demo in just a few moments. And then lastly, and we're going to talk a a lot about this in particular as part of today's webinar, you want to be able to drive the the behavior of users, drive the decision-making of users by not only having the reports of data, but having them be rich, having them be interactive so that you can immediately take action on them, having them be very conditional and formatted in ways that drives people's attention uh, to key information so that you can really not only have these reports, but leverage them in a way that that, uh, that drives users' behavior and, and de- delivers even more value for the reports that you're creating. Because it's not enough just to be able to say that you can report on something. You need to make those reports rich and useful uh, so that they actually have the intended effect, which is better decision-making and better effectiveness in processes. So. That's the the goal and the framework where we're headed, so now I'm going to walk through some examples of what I mean by that visibility uh, and how Explore Analytics can take visibility and move it to the next level uh, through how we do the reporting, how the reporting is live, and how it's very easy to get to the way you want to get to. So I'm going to start with a a few real-world examples. The first real-world example is from, say, a change management process. You may be used to looking at upcoming changes uh, in kind of this flat view, right? So I have this report that's showing me the number of changes, you know, and, and I can see who they're assigned to and that they're currently requested approval is what we're filtered on, so that I can kind of understand this. But you really want to be able to start to take this information and present it in such a way that drives how people be- behave. So in this case, what I want to do is understand how soon are these changes coming up. So instead of looking at this as a list, I'm going to click to switch this to a pivot. And I'm going to sort them based on how long away the, the start of the change is. So I'm going to grab that start date. And I'm going to say, rather than showing it to me by year, by quarter, by month, I'm going to group it into bins that treat the date as an age. So it's going to convert when that start date of the changes to an amount of time from now. So I'm going to say 0 to 7 days, uh, 7 to 15 days, 15 to 30 days, and uh, 30 to 90 days, and 90 plus. So 0 to 7. 7 to 15, 15 to 30, 30 to 90. And this can be as many buckets as you need and, you know, to whatever intervals you want. And everyone can pick the one that's appropriate for the report they're building. Uh, but you can see here, you know, that I have, um, you know, 28 different changes that are planned for after today. And maybe I'll even show kind of what the type is and what the risk is on those changes. Um, So you can see that all I'm doing is dragging and dropping, you know, a a few fields, using a menu item, and now I can see these are all the changes that are less than seven days away from from being uh, requested. I can then say, okay, well, actually, let me do this zero to two days and then two to seven days, uh, you know, so I can even get, you know, more fine-grained analysis uh, of those changes. Now, as I'm building these reports, we're running the Query2 service now live and presenting that data. So this is a report that's live and it's up to the minute. So every time I'm making one of those changes, I'm seeing the information that I need up to the moment. And then if I want to see what are these comprehensive high-risk changes that are happening within two days, the user can drill down on this cell and get to these are those individual changes against these configuration items. And I can click through and actually open up within ServiceNow the change request that's associated to that. So this becomes a live report that you may want to put on on, uh, dashboards within ServiceNow or or in other places to be able to give people that up to the minute uh, information. And it'll be, you know, up to that second. So it'll, uh, it'll change as the information changes. So, that's one example of you know, just using a couple of drag and drops and drop downs to get a better sense of visibility on this. I'll show another example, which is uh, I want to understand some information about my P1 incidents, uh, and I want to kind of see how P1 incidents are changing over time. So, you know, what I might want to look at is you know, when were those uh, P1 incidents created? Uh, so, I'm going to look at them, say, by year and by quarter. So, now I can see kind of how this trend has unfolded over time. And just by dragging the quarter into the columns, I can actually look at this year over year. So for example, you know, Q1 of this year, we had 183 P1s, which is significantly down from last year's Q1. If I want to tease out that information a little bit further, I can do something like, um, you know, for instance, saying, okay, let me also grab it by um, the category. And rather than just showing the numbers, I can click on this pencil icon and say display as. And what that's going to allow me to do is kind of see what was the mix of those, right? So for example, if I focus uh, just on uh, Q4s, right? Typically in Q4, database incident, uh, P1 incidents are 13% of those uh, incidents versus hardware incidents. But very immediately, I can see that Inquiry help is usually almost 30% of those those incidents quarter quarter over quarter. So you can see that that just by displaying this in a different way, I might might be surfacing information to, to users in a different way. Now, I can also look at this visually, right? So if I switch this to a chart, you'll see that I now have the incidents by quarter. And I'm also using that display as to do a percent difference from. So rather than showing how many P1 incidents there were quarter over quarter, now I'm looking at were we improving or were we not improving those um, those incidents uh, quarter over quarter. So I can see that uh, in, you know, uh, Q2, we actually increased this by 54%. That's That's not good at all. We don't want to see a spike like that in P1 incidents. And overall, we're seeing that we're kind of bouncing more and more erratically lately. So immediately, I know that we have something that we want to look into, whereas just looking at the counts might not have made this as obvious. So you want to leverage things like display as and and how you're presenting the data to users to give you that additional way of showing that uh, information. If I want to take this even further, I can switch this to a timeline and then use something that we call a scorecard just by going to file and create a scorecard view. Now you'll see that, again, we're representing the same information, but we're showing it in this scorecard. So immediately a stakeholder sees this increase by 13.54%. I'm actually going to tell the system that when things go up, that's a negative. Uh, and I'm also going to say, let's make that a, a triangle. Right, And I can do the same with a secondary indicator, and I can say, you know, actually put that to the left of the main indicator. So you can format these scorecards as you want and, and color them and, and really present that to the user however you want to be able to present that. And this scorecard is still live. It's still drillable where I, when I click, I get to this uh, timeline view, and then I can still click to get to the, the details of the P1 incidents that sit behind this. So even when you're showing this very high-level aggregated view, the user is still only a couple clicks away from the actual details and the actual information that they can take action on. So this is something that's, that's very um, critical for users to be able to feel they have visibility, is the fact that they can actually take action on it and, and, and make it, you know, very rich. Those interactive controls allow you to really uh, format and, and give the data in ways that are very, uh, very aesthetically useful to, to, the, to the stakeholders. So for example, this is an animated project portfolio. This is a case where we're actually trending the data week over week and the data that we're showing is the size of the bubble is the percent complete uh, as is the, um, the, uh, the x-axis here. And then the y-axis is actually a calculation that looks at the percent complete minus the target so that we know are we ahead or behind of that target. And you'll see that even a calculated field like this doesn't require JavaScript or SQL or anything complex. It's really a formula builder, you know, similar to how you might build a formula in Excel, but automated and live and directly a part of this, this report. You'll also notice that we have here something called an animation. We've decided to animate this by date, you know, grouped by week. So now, as if I play this animation, I can actually see how those projects move over time. You'll notice that this project immediately, you know, was kind of falling straight down as we looked at this over time, which tells me that it's really falling behind, and I need to focus my attention on this project, as opposed to this project, which seems to be really flying along and... and, uh, you know, whoever is running this project deserves a, a pat on the back and a thank you. Uh, but I need to be focusing my time on the collaboration uh, Suite project, uh, which is a, a critical project that's now 25% behind the target. So I want to fi- figure out why exactly that is. So you see that we're leveraging uh, different ways of presenting the data, whether it's different ch- types of charts, different animations and calculations, to take the same data that you might have today, but, but surface it in a way that's going to allow those users to feel that they have a lot more visibility. The project manager who's looking at this has more visibility into the project because we're showing them the data in a way that, that highlights what they're looking to find out. This is becomes especially important when you're combining data in different ways and you want to bring multiple data points together. So, for example, this is a report um, that I have that shows by the hour of the day, what was the average number of incidents that were created uh, kind of, of hour by hour. So, for example, uh, at 10 o'clock in the morning, we're typically seeing, you know, between three and four new incidents. Uh, between, you know, at 9 o'clock we're seeing, you know, 2.7. So something that might be very useful for a service desk manager to be able to understand demand. I also have this report here that shows me live today how many incidents have been opened hour by hour. So today we saw nine incidents opened at 7 in the morning. But the way I want to surface this to my user is using something called a mashup view. Anytime you want to combine combine data from multiple tables or the same table in multiple ways. You can combine these just by building those reports and mashing them up together. So I'm taking these two reports that we've already seen, adding as many input views as we'd like. Uh, Right now I'm just going to do two and I click OK. And so now I have this report that's combining together the live information of what's happening uh, today in my environment. And the overall average hour by hour. So now I can see that at 2 a.m. we had almost double the incidence that we typically see. Same again at 7 a.m. So now, It's only 8 8 a.m., but I already know that something's been going on last night that I want to take a, a look into because I can compare the live information to the historical information and get to that next level of understanding and that next level of visibility so that I'm already in real time looking at what's going on and understanding whether that's normal or not normal. This is a very powerful report, but again, it just took, you know, some dropdowns and then this mashup to create that together. Not a single line of code, not a single line of SQL, something that, that really any user can create. That allows you to get at information that you wouldn't be able to get in other ways. And there's really no easy way to deliver this. So another example is this is the number of opened incidents per month to give me kind of an incident volume. But then I'm also looking at the number of active employees. Maybe my organization has a lot of turnover uh, so that I can see, you know, how many people are actually working at the company. So now when I create a mashup view uh, called incident volumes, uh, and I pull in that monthly active employees that's coming from the user table, and then the open incidents per month, let me actually switch that around. Right, so again, I'm just selecting from simple reports that I've already built. I'm creating this mashup, and now, as we saw before, I can use this calculation to say, well, give me a ratio of the number of incidents per the number of employees. And I'm all focused so that I'm only looking at that. So now, what I'm seeing is a benchmark that's a little bit more, uh, a little bit more useful. Which is, what's the number of incidents per employee, right? So that we can see, okay, you know, is the number of in- increased incidents because of something that we did to the environment, or is it something that has to do with seasonal turnover, that has to do with you know, business uh, business variables that that are, are really outside of IT's control. I can only get this because I can combine data from multiple uh, tables live and present that in this way. And then as a user, I can go a little bit further. Do I want to see this year over year? So I can compare this year over year. Do I want to see it as bars rather than as lines? You know, The viewer who's viewing this report can do that. They can drag over a section of the timeline that they're interested in. They can see what the average or the median number was just by clicking onto those. Uh, you know, I can have it highlight the values for me. So, again, I have this this unprecedented visibility through the report that's been built for me, and then I can take it further with these interactive controls that you see in the blue header here. Now, what's great about this visibility is when I'm mashing up, I can actually mash up from multiple data sources. So I'm going to add an additional input view, uh, which is, um, my calls per month, and you'll notice that this is actually coming from another data source. It's a SQL data source called Explore that's showing my call volumes. So this might be showing me information from, you know, a call system. Uh, And let me merge the y-axis so that we can compare apples to apples. So I can pull together in real time. From multiple data sources, without copying data out of ServiceNow, without copying SQL data into ServiceNow, I can really see it live and all in one place in a way that's very uh, very easy to to deliver. This is very critical because you know certain uh, IT organizations really have a lot of different systems and a lot of different sources of information, and so when you want to start to answer the questions that really matter to the business you're going to want to pull this together so for example, one of our customers is a is a a retail um, food chain, so they have a number of different cafes they're reporting to their business is how many incidents were there per cafe and for each of those different cafes, you know, was that something that was impacted by recent changes or recent releases? So they wound up pulling together information from seven different systems that were a variety of different call systems and incident systems and event systems to be able to understand the full perspective of how are we impacting our retail cafes without having to um, copy all of those systems together they were able to get that within a couple of weeks of deploying explore analytics um, which was which was really uh, exciting to be able to see and before all of that was done manually in spreadsheets so now the last point that i wanted to make in terms of these reports is is showing information in terminology that's relevant For ServiceNow, we've added a particular piece of functionality that's called business service reporting. So, I right now have uh, these outages that are uh, grouped by the configuration item. So, this is how many incidents were against individual machines. That's not very useful to our management or to our stakeholders because they don't understand what these individual machines are. So, all I have to do is click here and say, roll this up to the top-level business service or a business service that meets particular conditions or I could even say actually roll it up to the application table or to some other table. Right now I'm just going to roll it up to the top level business service and click OK. So now rather than showing me the number of outages by individual configuration item, it's going to roll those upstream to be able to say, okay, which upstream business services based on the relationships I have in my CMDB are those impacting? And now we're talking the language of our stakeholders. You know, that's the IT service has had two days of of degraded service, two days of outages, and one day of planned outage. So now we're speaking the language that business stakeholders need because you can relabel things, you can combine things together, you can roll up to parent business services. It gives you a lot more flexibility to present those reports in the way uh, that people are interested in seeing them. So we've covered a lot of the types of reports that you can build and how the live connections gives you better visibility and the interactive controls give you better visibility. Now, just to briefly talk about how those stakeholders will actually interact with the data because it's very key for it to be in a way that's consumable for for those users to be able to uh, interact with. So we have the ability within Explore Analytics to assemble these reports together in dashboards that have kind of multi-level filterable. So now if I want to say, well, show me these reports I'm looking at just for the hardware team, and within the hardware team, show it to me for Alex Lindy, right, just by giving those, those you know kind of quick Uh, dropdowns and ways of assembling this together, now users have, again, that same ability to then be able to drill through to the details and open up the incidents and and really feel that they have visibility because they can configure those reports. Now, the reality is, for many of your users, they're not going to come into Explore Analytics to build those reports, so just by going to File and selecting Publish, I can automatically publish this dashboard so that it can be embedded in HTML. I can publish it directly to ServiceNow, and that allows it to be uh, published in uh, ServiceNow dashboards. So, for example, if I switch over to my uh, ServiceNow dashboard, um, you know, I can publish whole Explore Analytics dashboards to ServiceNow. So this is a change trend dashboard in my environment of ServiceNow that's showing, you know, some trending information about uh, changes, you know, and and, uh, these interactive, you know, timelines that I can drop by uh, database or by Database Atlanta, or I could publish them as individual um, gauges. So, for example, if I look at my group manager's overview, right, this is, Uh, here and I can click add content and I can add any of the Explore Analytics reports that have been published uh, to this dashboard. One thing you should notice about this dashboard is that I'm logged into Explore Analytics through ServiceNow, so it's running these reports not only live, but on behalf of the user that's logged in. So when it says my team's task load, it's actually automatically filtering on any user where I'm listed as their manager. So I can see for the people who I manage, this is how many tasks they have. This is how many tasks are 75% of the target. This is the work that they've completed week over week, so I can see kind of what people are working on. I can see uh, looking at specific questions in the in the survey, you know, how are my different team members doing, performing at, uh, at uh, delivering quality to those users. I can see, you know, with a target line, how they're doing at uh, delivering on uh, SLAs week over week. So again, I am giving that user not only visibility, but actionable interactive uh, visibility. Now, if you don't want to put this through ServiceNow for a different group, you can also embed it anywhere that HTML is. So we have customers that are using SharePoint. We have customers that are using Google Sites. We have customers that are using, you know, custom HTML portals, intranet portals. And it's still live and it's still interactive. So this is an example of that business service dashboard that's showing, you know, for the business services where I'm listed as the owner, Show me the current outages for my services. Show me, you know, the location worldwide of those incidents. And again, it's seamless to me where exactly these reports are coming from, but I can get the information that's relevant to me where I need it to be gotten. So as you can see, we've touched on a number of different topics, but I wanted to kind of bring it back to this idea of visibility that, by connecting to the data live and making it so easy to build these reports, your users will get the visibility because they can see those that information at the time that they need it and in the format that they're interested in seeing it. And they'll be empowered to drill through to the data, to make their own configuration changes to the report, to, to group it by different assignment groups or see it week over week, you know, and, and be able to format it in the way they're interested in seeing it And then they can actually have reports that drive them to take action, that improve things. One of our customers had a delinquent tasks report that was, you know, who had the most tasks that hadn't been actioned within 30 days. Within a couple months of publishing it to their ServiceNow dashboard, they saw a 30% uh, uh, reduction in those tasks. And that's a a huge change in in a Fortune 50, you know, global uh, uh, manufacturing company to be able to, you know, roll that out quickly and see those results immediately. So I'm going to open this up for questions. If you have any questions, uh, if you can use the chat within the WebEx to to be able to ask us. um, I'm happy to answer kind of any questions that you have about the visibility that we've discussed today. Great. So uh, a question about kind of how easy this is to set up uh, and kind of what data sources we can set up against. So if I go to data and say add a new data source, uh, we connect to all of the common uh, relational databases like MySQL, Oracle, DB2, PostgreSQL, um, SQL Server, you know, those kinds of databases as well as being able to connect live to ServiceNow. So, for example, the ServiceNow integration, if I select ServiceNow and click OK, all you're doing is applying an update set that's uh, been certified from the Berlin release all the way up through Helsinki. You provide the user information uh, that's the service account that we'll connect through. And as soon as you've filled in this form, we're going to detect your tables, your custom fields, anything that's specific to how you've configured the environment, and then the users will be able to run reports against it. So you don't have to manually map data or tell us where to go find that report. It's the same for if I want to add, say, a new Oracle uh, data source. We leverage an agent. It's a light uh, job application that allows us to connect securely without you opening up the firewall. And then again, you tell us, you know, where is the Oracle and what user credentials we can use to connect to it, and we will discover what's available in your Oracle data source. It's a great question. Uh, another question is um you know how do we handle this reports without putting too much load on ServiceNow? So uh, as we mentioned, when you load this report, uh the the we issue a query to ServiceNow and, and get the response. Um we're going through ServiceNow's uh, uh supported uh Glide API. So um we're running a query, you know, making a SOAP call to ServiceNow and asking ServiceNow to do the querying and aggregation. Um, There's a couple aspects of that. One is it will perform very similar to running a report natively on the platform because we're using exactly the same APIs and exactly the same method as when ServiceNow runs reports on itself. The second is uh, you can, both on the Explore Analytics side and the ServiceNow side, control how many concurrent queries we make. So, for example, if 100,000 people loaded 100,000 reports simultaneously, we wouldn't flood ServiceNow's database. Instead, some of those reports would take slightly longer to load for the user uh, than others. Uh, And we have customers that are, you know, doing global implementations on some of ServiceNow's largest uh, ServiceNow environment with live reports, um, you know, across uh, hundreds of users worldwide, and, and we've been a, we've been very happy with the the performance uh, that they've seen. Um, so we we've really been at pains to optimize it. Now, one of the things that you can do is, you know, we have that ability to do reporting live, but we also have the ability to snapshot data on a regular basis. So, for example, if you remember this upcoming changes report, if I want to trend over time how this, you know, see how many of those upcoming changes there were. I just go to say file and see track trend and that'll create a table within Explore Analytics that saves the results of this report on a schedule. So we give you the flexibility to decide, do you want a live report or do you want a trended report that doesn't put load on ServiceNow data? Do you want a frozen report that kind of saves the results of the report if you're emailing it to a, a manager. Um, but, you know, with all of these different tools, our customers have been able to to, uh, implement Explore Analytics without any impact to ServiceNow. Another question was whether the uh, presentation slides would be available. Uh, If you'd like a copy of those slides, you can can shoot me an email, and I'm I'm happy to to share that deck. Uh, And there will be also a recording uh, available uh, of this presentation uh, for folks who want it. Another question is: Is where can you find out more? Um, th- from uh, exploreanalytics.com, uh, you can find uh, links to our wiki, which is uh, all of our product documentation. So, if you want to get further into the details of, you know, how we connect to Oracle or how we connect to ServiceNow or, you know, how the configuration, um, ha- how the configurations uh, change, uh, etc., um, you know, the-, the wiki will will have a lot of information. Uh, also, uh, we have video tutorials um, that can tell you more. But in my experience, the best way that you can you can find out is uh, at my.exploreanalytics.com/registration. I will send this link out to the attendees. Uh, you can sign up for a free 30-day trial. So you can it's fully featured. Um, you can um, you know connect it to your ServiceNow dev environment or to your sandbox, SQL environment, and and really see for yourself. Uh, how those uh, reports run. Uh, And of course, you can uh, respond to the the, uh, invitation to this webinar or reach out to us through the website. I would be happy to help walk you through building any of your reports uh, in Explore Analytics, uh, you know, so you you can get kind of hands-on help. Happy to, you know, do deeper dive demonstrations for your organization. Uh, Another question that came up is, specifically in regards to ServiceNow, how does the reporting functionality compare with uh, Helsinki and with other releases? Um, We're still seeing lots of areas of reporting that ServiceNow, uh, even in their latest releases, uh, have not yet addressed. Um, There doesn't appear to be, you know, from a ServiceNow perspective, a way to do this business service roll-up. We also do uh, ServiceNow, for those of you who are familiar with the, um, the catalog variables, uh, being able to actually uh, report uh, based on, on uh, variables in the service catalog. Service now has some incomplete support. It doesn't include uh, variables in a variable set. Um, we're able to do that. And of course, being able to connect to data sources that are outside of ServiceNow, being able to easily combine live reports of data across multiple tables uh, are still a functionality that, uh, that ServiceNow uh, doesn't have natively in the platform or with uh, any of their uh, other reporting offerings. So we're, we're still seeing a lot of areas that, uh, that ServiceNow uh, doesn't address. Uh, and of course, uh, as I mentioned, the ability to pull in data live from uh, other data sources as well. So we're, we're reaching the end of the, uh, the webinar, uh, time slot. So thank you again for your attentiveness and for attending this morning. If you have further questions, you know, please feel free to reach out to me or to, uh, explore analytics through the website. Uh, and again, I highly recommend, uh, that 30 day free trial. Uh, and, and, um, I'm looking forward to helping your organization get the visibility that it's looking for.